Welcome to the Live and Learn podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we talk about finance, lifestyle, and the many things in between. My name is Arpan. I'm David G. If you live for the good moments and learn from the bad, you're in the right place. This is the Live and Learn podcast. All right, uh, let's get into it. So, if you guys haven't noticed, we are in an entirely different location now. We are no longer in Florida from our previous episode. Uh, we, we were gonna stay there forever, uh, but then technical it's too issues. sweaty there. <laughs> um, but yes, we are back in our home state of Minnesota, and we managed to lock down a permanent location for the foreseeable future uh, to record in. And uh, through a family friend of ours, we were able to get this office room and. Yeah, this should be pretty nice for the time being. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. Hope it's not too different of a change because you better get used to it. All right. Uh, So let's jump into it then. So today we are talking about divergence. As Google describes it, it is defined as... uh, Let's see. It is defined as... Oh, my God. Am I doing this? <laughs> it is defined as the process or state of diverging, um, which is like really, really lame as far as the definition goes. But um, what what can you do? Yeah. You live and learn. Wow, you live. And You're learn. welcome. But yeah, for most of you, I think you understand what the term diverging means. You're just moving away from a specific path or moving away from a set direction. So yeah. We're going to talk about kind of our own experiences with divergence. Wow. My phone's not muted. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> All right. Um, before we so rudely interrupted, we're going to be talking about divergence in our own personal lives. So we're talking about school in the beginning. Uh, kind of our experiences as far as like why we aren't currently going like the school route as far as like you know go to school graduate get a job and gain security in life so i will let you arpon start it off break it down for us yeah um so we both quote unquote dropped out of college i just go to a different school now I only go to school to make my parents happy. Well, yeah, th- that's pretty much dropping out of college. Transferred. Transferred. Dropout sounds worse. <laughs> I wear it with, you know, pride. So does Kanye. Yeah, well, I'm like Kanye. I, that's not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? You're my yay now. <laughs> You're my woe? You're my woe now. Uh, that's a good little skit. We're, we're going to put it into the show notes. Love you. <laughs> Continue. Um, but yeah, both of us dropped out of college and we're both... For reference, we both went to uh, North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, beautiful place. Never visited. Very flat. Yeah, it's terribly flat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we both dropped out of college and... I think we're both trying to find a avenue in life that we can be happy with, right? Sure. Because at the end of the day, that's the goal. Uh, And let's just, how did you come upon your decision to drop out of college? Well, as I stated earlier, Mm. I simply transferred schools. Semantics. Because, again, I only go to school to make my parents happy. well, the reason why I figured going to four-year school wasn't going to work out was, one, because the, the major I was in, uh, computer engineering, is kind of a hassle once you get to the third and fourth year. And I did not want to be stuck in academia for an extended one to two years because uh I am not smart enough to get it done in the remaining two. So that was kind of my decision there. I guess I could have ultimately stayed and finished it out, but... Just chugged it out. I could have, but it's the place we were in also just didn't help. 
Like yeah. being in Fargo, North Dakota, as we initially said, very flat, also very boring. It's not the best environment to like stay in for a super long time. Yeah. But like, I feel like even that is kind of like an excuse. But, I uh, think it's it's amazing. This is kind of off topic, but because of the fact that COVID happened and a lot of people started thinking about what they actually want to do, because, mm-hmm. you know, people had time, like they were laid yeah. off, there something happened, uh-huh. but they had time to think. So if you go back to Fargo right now, the, like the artistic community has, has been thriving, actually. Has it really? That's, yeah, it's really surprising to me. In like what realm specifically? Um, photography videography i'm pretty sure people do film up there uh there are decent like i know two to three people who do car related stuff because you know Mm -hmm. that's what i do Mm -hmm. but yeah like i've been hearing of more people so like that's a good sign all right i can dig it yeah um but yeah a little tangent Mm -hmm. and that's like another thing about Fargo is I would say personally that its creative community is very lacking uh, which is part of the reason why I like went back to Minneapolis because there's legitimately so much to do here as far as like creativity goes um, in art uh, specifically film and I was able to build up a lot more connections there and uh that's that's part of like the big reason why I decided to move back so I can build those connections. I wanted to stay in school really only part-time because, again, make my parents happy. Uh, really just doing that to either pay like some like basically to save money. Uh, when I do like graduate, get the degree there, but my main focus would just be working on business. So that would either be my own film business or working on other projects in Minneapolis. But yeah, there's just, I think the idea of like a diverging from like that straight path for me, it was just realizing that I wanted to do more things and i didn't want to wait to do it which yeah, you, may not you be the really best like, example yeah you weren't really happy with the position that you were in right basically and you kind of have to put it into terms of like you know w- what's gonna make me happy when i'm doing it for the rest of my life mm-hmm which is like kind of a bad way to think about it because like there are people who make career changes and then go on to be very successful Mm because you know they're just they wanted to do it and they did it and Mm -hmm. i'm not like docking that at all what do you mean like uh, you said making career changes like doing something for a while and then changing it later because you like something else more right yeah yeah. yeah, you can, like, realize that you don't like it later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, like, th- the traditional path is, uh, hey, you pay for four years of college, mm-hmm. and then you spend the rest of your life paying back mm-hmm. the four years of college that you went to, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're stuck in it because you need to pay it back. Yeah. That's your life. That's, depending on where you go, yes, tuition can be, like, a stupid amount, but for most people, I feel like you can pay off a lot of student debt by like 40 if you're lucky. Yeah, and that's 40. Yeah, and yes. That, Have that you like, even started thinking about what you're going to do at 40 yet? No, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. I'm going to be young forever. Um, <laughs> but No, it's crazy to think the amount of time that, you know, mm-hmm. people just kind of give away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we kind of stay in purgatory in college uh not really moving any further or any slow or moving any forward or any uh backwards mm-hmm. uh learning uh, you know the tricks and trades tricks and skills to the trade yeah but the moment you get out of school you're then kind of making progress in like the work you do but you're also paying back your student loans 
And for a lot of people, if you're not actually working in a field that you enjoy, you're just working for the, working until you're like 60 or 70 until you can retire and then you enjoy whatever money you have after that. And I think that's like kind of what's been standard for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I think it's starting to change a little bit more now. Um, no, I think we're dawning upon an age of people just not wanting to, you know, live this drudgery mm-hmm. so that they might. Yeah, be... realizing that it's okay to like diverge and do something else. Yeah. No, even beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. It's people realizing that they just want to do what they love because mm-hmm. there is only so much time. Mm-hmm. Again. Like, yes, there, there, there's only so much time to do what you want, but I feel like there's been like that stigma of, um, your parents say, your, your parents say it, your, the school you, the high school you go to says it, like everything around you says, you're going to follow the specific, specific path. You're going to go to high school. You're going to apply to a college you're going to go to a college going to get a degree you're going to do this job and maybe you'll be allotted some time to get some hobbies in there yeah and that's about it Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's a testament to like you said like the the era that we are kind of coming into kids are realizing that they want to do they want they want to enjoy more in their life, mm-hmm. and I. You can still do that with like a nine to five, and everything. I think you'll definitely be allotted far more security in the early stages there, but um, I feel like there's not a lot of room to build after the fact, unless like you jump ship and start doing your own thing. Yeah, at, at some point, I think you just kind of have to dive off that cliff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, well, what do you think are some of the obstacles that you need to push through to like get past the social norms of high school, college, work forever? Oh. Me personally, most of it is just not caring not about caring. like what mo- like other people say or oh. what they. Like, you know, what they have believed has, like, you know, worked. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it works, but will it make me happy is mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you just kind of need to get over the fact that, like, some people are just not going to accept that, you know, you dropping out of college will ever work out. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the time, the people saying that are... Your parents, you're like a direct, uh, for most people, you're a direct form of support. Mm-hmm. And they're like telling you, hey, you're going to regret this decision. I don't think this is a good idea. Stay in school, write it out, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And of course, they want like the best for you. But I think only you yourself can know what's best for you. Yeah. And that kind of just like comes through like time and learning who mm-hmm. you are. And like, even if you don't know what's best for you, I think you're the only one that can discover what is best for you. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you could blindly follow somebody telling you what to do for mm-hmm. the rest of your life, but will you have truly like wanted it yourself? Because mm-hmm. like, I want to make my own fuck ups too. Sure. And like, I think that's a big part of living. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think another factor in that is, like you said, finding your way, mm-hmm. uh, navigating this like a uh, world of like independent work, if that, that is like the route that you decide to go through and making something for yourself. There's not, I don't think there's really a roadmap for how you achieve these things. I think uh, nowadays there's like a lot of YouTube videos telling you, hey, if you follow this, this, and this step, you'll be like, you know, top 10 uh, drop shippers in the world. But uh, I think it's getting over a lot of your own personal uh-huh. like, issues and like ideologies. 
Cause you're breaking the mold. Yeah, but even within yourself, because mm -hmm. you kind of need to, like, not everybody is made in the manner that like they go out there and just start making money. Of course. Yeah, I think a lot, no especially is. especially like when it comes to art, mm -hmm. like you barely know what you're doing, and like you you just kind of keep running mm -hmm. and hope that like what you're I, doing is right i don't think the the whole the whole bit is important but I, I don't think you should just hope that you're doing the right thing i think you also have to do your research well yeah like, you, you make do sure your... like you plan yourself to for success yeah you do your research but like at the end of the day i do think a lot of it comes down to very minuscule like events of chance I say chance is a big part of it. Yeah. Like, uh, there are definitely like certain instances that can like push you further. Mm -hmm. You know, and and of course, like you know, luck is a very big like factor of that. But I think the more you put into it, the more likely those instances are gonna. Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. Like, like your the level of like commitment that you put into it, and mm -hmm. like the time that you put into it, just gives you more of that mm -hmm. time for you to stumble upon that luck. Of course. Is like my thought process. Of course, you make your own luck. Yeah. So it's kind of like bargaining with luck, I guess. <laughs> bargaining <laughs> with luck. I mean, I guess like it's very like big saying. Well, a saying I've been hearing lately is it takes 14 years to uh, be a overnight success. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, a lot of people don't realize is in these, like, independent realms, like, oh, I'll, I'll make myself, like, an example. Um, well, actually, oh, I don't think I'm a good example because I have not reached full success yet. But, um... No, like, think about Beeple, right? Uh, do you know his story? Uh, I do not. Uh, 3D Explain render artist. 3D render artist recently sold... Um, an NFT for like yeah, an what, NFT like, for sixty. Wasn't it seventy? Yeah, seventy mil. Mm -hmm. So a bit of change. Mm -hmm. uh, and this man has been making art for I think twenty one years mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah. And his like the NFT that sold for that amount of money was all of his NFTs put into one picture. Yeah. A collage of like all of that time and effort that he put into it. Yeah. Cause like he never took a sick day. This man has been creating literally every single day. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the grind. Yeah. And I think like that's, that's the part where like, you know, it takes 14 years. Mm hmm. 100%. And you can't, you can't stop moving if you decide, and like, don't, don't get me wrong, like, breaks are definitely a really good thing to take note of, because when you're like, when you're tired, and uh, you're forcing yourself to keep moving, take a break, by all means, take a break, slow down, you know, uh, recenter yourself, but pick yourself up after that, and push on continue because to achieve that like success i won't even say that level of success if you want to achieve success you can't stop the momentum because the moment you do is the moment you die yeah solid all right uh so how do you think um you deal with uh, self-doubt then that's a hard one like me personally, I kind of take a while to process through that. Mm -hmm. Like there, there are still things like uh, about like my own art that I still have doubts about, mm -hmm. and like I'm, I've talked to you a lot about that. And for me, it takes a while, like six to seven months. It's just like trying to six to seven months to get over yourself. Yeah. Cause like, I I think I overanalyze, and that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Cause 
you keep like it's a loop of the same thing happening in your head mm -hmm. and you're trying to justify how this is like bad or good you know mm -hmm. depending on the subject i think that's that's definitely good in practice temporarily yeah but what was something i i learned in like a music is if you're working like on a song or just like some type of like musical project um you finish you listen to it maybe it's good maybe it's bad move on Mm -hmm. move on like keep moving to the next thing yeah because you spend too much attention on like the one thing you're never going to get it the way you want it to mm -hmm. uh you kind of just have to eventually be happy and move on to the next thing because uh, even though you might not like it uh someone else might be really into it yeah that's that's the crazy thing because you know i'll show my like eh work to people mm -hmm. like and they will be like ecstatic about it mm -hmm. and i think that's what i'm trying to grasp right now yeah that there is a disparity between what i think is great and what other people think is worth something mm -hmm. and i think yeah and I'm, i'm still in the process so i can't really yeah. talk much about well, it well no it's like a the, the age-old saying the uh beauty is in the eye of the beholder yeah. you know like uh, everyone's gonna like uh, view the work you do differently yeah especially like i think it's worse for artists because like you spend so much time on the same thing so mm -hmm. like you know exactly what you didn't want in it mm -hmm. but it's so hard to change it after the fact mm -hmm. that it just eats away at you yeah and you just yeah. gotta cut it off stop That's, giving it your energy yeah Okay, uh, I guess for me personally, I I think I have such a high ego that... Oh, really? Yes, oh, yeah. I never noticed. Mm. <laughs> um, I think I have a really high ego that allows me to avoid some doubt in myself mm -hmm. because I, I think I'm a very competitive person in the way of... If I think I'm doing somewhat something and I see someone else doing it at the same level I am, I'm gonna be I'm gonna want to be better than that person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to work harder than that person, and at the end of the day, make sure that my project or whatever I'm doing is better than that person's. So I guess what's stopped me from like doubting myself is just working harder, and I think. Um, That might be like kind of misconstrued as uh, me being a workaholic, which I guess I kind of am. I think, no, like that's something that I've kind of stumbled upon. Uh -huh. Movement is actually so good for you. Mm -hmm. Like whether it be like, you know, you moving on to like the next creative venture or mm -hmm. even like physical movement. Because like mm -hmm. I recently started working out like more regularly and more routinely. And mm -hmm. I think that has definitely helped me because it just gets you in that mindset of like you know moving on like mm -hmm. you know do the next thing mm -hmm. like here's where you're at here's where you where you want to be like mm -hmm. how do you get there progress yeah because like you know you challenge yourself while you're working out and like mm -hmm. you kind of learn from those challenges mm -hmm. and you want to apply that to it you know exactly Everywhere whatever you're else you're improve. doing yeah set new personal records mm -hmm. uh incrementally get better at what you're doing yeah big steps to it all uh okay so do you want to talk about some uh tips to staying dedicated to your crafts no i'm a horrible person for that uh <laughs> do you want to talk about that <laughs> all right i'll go first then you mm. have to go after okay so Uh, tip to staying dedicated. I know we've like kind of been uh, repeating this a lot, but just doing it every day. Uh, I think. Yeah, but I think that's what they want tips on. Uh, yeah, like I'm, well, of course, part. of course. It's just taking a time in your day to do something every single day. Don't like slack on it. Don't take too long of a break on it. Keep doing it during that a lot of time. And you will improve. 
Mm-hmm. There is no shortcut to success. There's no shortcut to getting better at something. And I'll, I'll like equate this to uh, learning an instrument. So uh, recently I have been learning uh, the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. I chose a, a lot of time to play it, which is 9 a.m. I get up, play for 20 minutes to like an hour yeah. and move on. But I stopped for maybe like a week or something like that. Uh, got busy or whatever it was. Uh, when I went back to it, noticed I wasn't as smooth as I used to be. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the what cripples you. If you mm-hmm. the moment you stop, it's the moment you die. I like repeat that as many times as I have to. And it takes uh, you you basically took like two, three steps backwards. Mm-hmm stopping like breaking routine and um not continuing with that yeah so if you want to get better at something whether that be art whether that be picking up a skill um your craft pick a time during the day when you have availability pick a time during the week if you need to and do it every single time if you actually want to get better at it otherwise if you just like do here and there, you won't see any significant growth. Yeah, I think I have to mirror whatever you said, because with everything that I've tried, mm-hmm. nothing has truly worked other than like, you know, just getting up and doing it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you need that experience of like making something terrible. So you know what good looks like. Sure. And, you know. That's about it. I mean, what's your schedule then? Like what you said, um, you want to mirror what I said. Do you not uh, like have a, because I know you do like a lot of work in Blender. Um, is that like mostly random when you decide to do it? Mm, I have been trying to keep a day-to-day like schedule for that, but mm-hmm. I recently changed jobs. So like mm-hmm. that kind of got out of whack. So I've just been trying to do it, like at least open the app once mm-hmm. a day and just sit down and like at least think about something and like do something in it okay. but hopefully like i'm gonna start like putting like an hour aside for that every mm-hmm. day and like work more on it Groovy. Yeah. consistency is key right. yeah and then uh do you want to reiterate what your tip was again my tip for for um what is the tip for? That's a great question. Mm. Uh, for dedicate, staying dedicated to your craft. Oh no! Like as I said, like pretty much mirror yours. Like you gotta do what you gotta do, and just stick with it. I know there are like days that are just terrible, and like you know, you can't get yourself to want to do it. But I think even just like opening the app or like getting the pencil in your hand or, you know, whatever you're trying to get better at, just like getting in that zone and even just like sitting there, like doing the bare minimum, that kind of gets you into a thought process of, hey, what if I just like practice for like 20 minutes? Because I think once you get the atmosphere, it just some of it just comes naturally and yeah just try to get yourself into the space where that happens groovy all right uh, so we've kind of talked about just the general meaning of divergence and um as far as uh, moving on in a different direction career-wise so we're going to talk about what stage we are in as far as our own our own personal independent work. Uh, I am still exploring the cavern of like, <laughs> hey. The cavern? Yeah, the very, very dark cavern, cavern of uh-huh. like, hey how do I monetize this? Because mm-hmm. I think like the self-doubt works into that a bit because mm-hmm. I still Knowing don't... Knowing your self-worth? Yeah. 
I still have that. Yeah, I still have that doubt of like, do people want to pay for this? Mm-hmm. And I can talk to as many people as possible. I think I just need to somehow figure it out because, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think this is where ego really comes in. Yeah. Like, and I, I even like struggle with that aspect a bit mm-hmm. too. And I'll explain what I mean in a bit, but just you have to believe that the prices you're setting for like, um, that whether it be like a set of pictures, individual pictures, whatever it might be, is what your time and skill is worth. Mm. Uh, and you should not fold to anyone. Mm. You, if you, you know, if someone's asking for like a cheaper price, you're saying like, wow, this is a bit expensive. Um, explain to them, why it is that expensive? You know, you are a skilled professional in your field you do this, this, and this to make sure that the shoot goes right. You um, include uh, these tricks in order to get some, like, get something. Mm-hmm. You just, like, just what your work involves, Cause make that more dimensional. Yeah, I have done that, like, you know, an hour analysis on, like, you know, how much time I've put into it. Here's the equipment. Mm-hmm. Here's the, the number that I stumbled upon was, mm-hmm. oh, 200 for three pictures <laughs> okay well look i can't justify that to myself <laughs> how am i gonna convince someone else to pay that okay look being realistic is also part you yeah. have ego <laughs> have, have grand ego but also be realistic because mm-hmm. uh, i like look i'm not saying you can't eventually charge someone $200 for three pictures. Yeah. I'm sure eventually you could get someone to pay $3,000 for three pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have to be really good yeah. and worth the time and effort. Um, so it's at your level, I would say you're um, kind of in the beginning stages of your photography company. You're well, like finding clients yeah. and uh, trying to build a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. So with that yes you have to be reasonable with what you're charging but let these people know why it's like that like another issue that i think i struggle with mainly is Uh i i started like most of the art that i've done in life has been ceramics pottery Mm -hmm. right sure and that gives you a tangible object to sell Mm -hmm. photography especially in the digital age you're sending file. You're you're sending digital files. I, it's weird for me to put value onto something that's not tangible. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I'm trying to transition into prints, because mm-hmm. like that. Prints actually just m- let me process how much something is worth, because sure. I can see it. I can give it to someone they can like put it somewhere mm-hmm. and you know the world can see it but you know that digital realm is a weird thing for me that's why like i i still have a hard time processing nfts and like mm-hmm. how they're selling for like you know mm-hmm. two million for like this cube yeah. that's spinning well nfts are weird and i'm not going to get into that too much yeah maybe we'll have an nft episode um but as far as uh, the tangible, non-tangible. So uh, for our viewers watching, Arpon is mostly a car photographer. He usually does uh, photography in cars, uh, going to car shows, or doing uh, individual requests for someone. Um, and the thing with that is I feel like you definitely, you you're being limited because this is a specific niche. If you were mm-hmm. like a, a photographer on, let's say, um, I don't know, just like a, some commercial brand, like, you know, you're doing a shoot for Nike and they're like trying to like uh, do their full sweater drop. Yeah. Um, the photos you're taking for them have value because they're going to be using it professionally yeah. in like a catalog of some sort, uh-huh. using it online, using it for ads, so on and so forth. 
So charging a high rate there makes sense. Uh, having a non-tangible thing makes sense. Uh, if you're working for something, it like well, something no, retail. I, I think that has more tangible value mm -hmm. to it. Because mm -hmm. like it's it's the whole. Well, it, it, the the tangible is less on your side. Because like I and I feel like it's more. You're helping them sell an idea to someone. Mm -hmm. An idea, personally, I think is like the most in intangible thing ever until you make it tangible. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to harken back to like the initial point is for a more individual consumer or customer, I guess I should say, they are going to value a print like much more because like this is yeah. like something they can like put up somewhere. Definitely. This is like a product. This mm -hmm. is like a a product they can use because I, I see it all the time as far as um, artists on like Instagram go like a lot of like um, uh, digital artists or uh, to name like a, I think the biggest one I can think of is uh, McFly do you know who McFly is no clue uh, so McFly is probably one of the biggest artists on Instagram he's done like um, drawings or just like a digital drawings for sports brands he's done stuff for uh artists mm -hmm. uh, he's done um literal paintings for uh, kyle kuzma uh so he's he's very good at what he does but he sells prints a lot of the time and he mm -hmm. sells those prints for like 500 yeah 200 300 usually I can't think of the name right now, but I, I, there's a, another professional that I follow on Instagram that mm. only sells, I'm not sure if he only sells prints, mm. but it's Tyler Shield, Shields, sorry. Mm. Uh, and he does this like, he started with doing series of pictures, mm. kind of addressing the, lifestyle and like criticizing the lifestyle of mm -hmm. Hollywood and he makes these amazing massive like seven by th four foot prints mm. and all of these are from like film negatives so like it's crazy and you stand in front of it and it's you can yeah. You can really and is he see these how it's like, yeah. Okay, so speaking on like a more product base, he's also investing into it to get a return. Mm -hmm. So like the more you invest there, like the bigger return is going to be. So if you're doing oh, yeah, like no, seven foot fucking pictures, yeah, you can probably charge a few grand for that, especially if like the, the picture is good, like mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, it's good. It's, um, yeah, the tangible important um, on a grander scale. Like, even if you wanted to sell, not just to an individual person, having that tangible gives you more range. Yeah. But what about you, though? Talk um, about production a bit. Production? Okay. So, I guess uh, the stage I am in is... Uh, kind of the middle stage so i have a for context he has a production company he started with like two other of his buddies uh -huh. and right now he's kind of maneuvering the same like landscape of hey I, we need customers what's the pricing range mm -hmm. how do we go about this mm -hmm. so so my major issue right now is kind of something similar but uh I'm I'm being really strict with like a uh, cost. So let's say somebody somebody comes up to me with a project idea they want to do, um, tell them the price. They're like, "Oof, that's a lot of money." And of course, it's a lot of money. Productions are kind of hefty, um, and it's all about like scale of work that you're doing. If you wanted some guy with like one camera to like shoot some stuff. Um, with like uh, the in-camera like audio in it, I'm sure you could pay him like, you know, 50, maybe $100 to do it. But if you want an actual production, something that you want people to see and have it be good, then obviously it's gonna be a bit more. So 
my issue has been finding clients that are already ready to scale. Yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of hard to do because, you know, it, unless you have some type of like, you know, connection or network already available to you, mm-hmm. they aren't just going to be, you know, businesses or um, clients of like, you know, whatever realm coming to you saying, hey, I need this, this and this done. Um, here's $2,000. Get it done. Mm-hmm. So finding a way to get myself into the more professional world of production is kind of my issue right now. And uh, how I've been uh, navigating that is trying to find work with agencies. Uh, So the way that most uh, bigger production companies work is they partner or they get requested by a agency. Uh, So let's say Nike wants uh, a shoe ad done. Nike hits this advertising company, um, tells the advertising company, hey, I want this ad for this shoe. Advertising company is like, all right, cool. They make um, a outline for what this ad is going to be. And then they take the outline, hit up production company, tell the production company, hey, here's the outline. Um, can you do this? Yes, no, yes, cool. Then production company films it, mm-hmm. yada, 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 work gets done. So I am trying to cut myself into that instead of being the uh, being direct with like yeah. a specific like customer. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot easier, but also very hard to do. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Because I I try not to waver on cost at all unless it is for someone I'm familiar with, I guess, like, mm-hmm. uh, cause we recently did a, uh, cooking promo or, um, a, uh, catering promo, uh, yeah. catering promo, uh, for a friend, uh, my director's friend. Mm-hmm. And we got that done, did it for like $600. Um, but the cost of the video, I think would have been like closer to around like 1200, like basically half off. Mm-hmm. But, uh, for little things like that, I am, okay with because uh, I, I I think it's like a lot to do with like the growing stages too right exactly because yeah. yeah you want mm-hmm. work and like word of mouth is so important yeah so if I can get this like person that I'm already tight with to um, say oh wow this is really good then that kind of opens up my like window even more mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what's the next topic uh, next topic to talk about? All right. Mm. All right, I mean, I guess, uh, so next we can talk about how or when we decided this was the right direction to go in. Uh, hmm. I don't think I know if it's, if this is the right direction to go in. Yeah. I think I think like I'm still going through mm-hmm. the process of figuring out if this is the right direction cuz I don't know I don't think anybody knows they're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You just want to do something and you Well, go how do you know it. this is the right move for now? You don't. Well, no, no, no. You you have to though cuz otherwise why are you doing it? Why are you doing it if you don't see like Growth in the future. Well, like, it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And I have seen examples of this being done in a successful manner. Okay. That's, that's what I'm... So it makes you happy. Hedging all of my bets on. Okay, yeah. So it makes you happy and you've seen other people do it successfully. Yeah. So is that not enough of a reason to know, okay, I'm going to go in this direction? I don't think it's as tactile as other avenues. Of course. I mean, I think anything in the creative like realm is like kind of doomed for failure if you're not doing it right. Yeah. I wouldn't say doomed for failure, but like... 
Well, okay, okay. I, I won't as say doomed high, for failure. Has a high chance of never being yes. discovered. Exactly, exactly. So um, it's like the sound SoundCloud rapper syndrome. The starving know? artist. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like you could be great on SoundCloud, you could you could have like awesome mm-hmm. music, but. Well, to talk about like SoundCloud specifically, I think SoundCloud nowadays is like honestly garbage. I don't think anyone could really gets discovered on SoundCloud anymore because it's oversaturated. Back in like 2016, when like you know, if a few people got like I don't know, like three thousand like plays, yeah. then that song would eventually get to a million plays because mm-hmm. there was enough. There's enough room in the fishbowl for growth there. But now that's how Post Malone was made. Wow. It's also how um, Lil Pump, Lil Pump, and uh, XXX Temptation. They were all SoundCloud rappers. Mm-hmm. Then they came up. I didn't know XXX was. Yeah, I think um one of the like big songs that blew him up was um, uh, Look at Me. Yeah, Look at Me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. With the one kid with um a blunt in his nose. Yeah. Iconic picture. <laughs> Very iconic. Side note, did you know that kid that's in the picture is in fucking jail now because he assaulted some dude? That's kind of sad to think about, actually. <laughs> He's trying to rap, though. I mean, I wish him luck. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe uh, he'll get some of that residual ex-clout. I mean, I don't, I don't think you go for... You know, residual clout, I think. I don't know, man. Streets are dirty these days. But anyways, we started this podcast with like, I don't know, 78% battery. So we're going to have to be closing it up soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We're not. Is the battery low? I think it's getting down there. Does it say like, whoa? Are there two bars or one bar? When it's filming and you don't have anything, like, Uh, on, like... Doesn't the battery thing show up, though? I don't think so. No, it doesn't? Okay. Uh, No, I can't see it. All right. Um, Okay, then I guess we're going to go into our segment for the week. All right, so this week on Money Moves, we're talking about altcoins. So do you know what an altcoin is? Yes. Okay, so... Our latest contributor of uh, the altcoin pump and dump is Little Pump. Oh really? What? Yeah. yeah. When did well, that happen? Yeah, it's like I heard about I heard about Milfcoin. Milfcoin? Who made that one? I don't know. I, ju- I just saw it somewhere and like uh, they were talking about like how it was a pump and dump scheme like mm-hmm. three months ago, four yeah. or something like that. And um, I know another big rapper one was Little Yachty's Rap Doge. Uh, and I think it's kind of lame because like the thing is, um, what a lot of these people are making these altcoins on, I forget what the platform is. Uh, let, let me actually look it up. What's your favorite altcoin? My favorite one? Yeah. I hate them all. Really? They're all terrible. They're like legitimately terrible. What do you consider an altcoin actually? And um anything that's not I mean, uh an altcoin, I mean, I think the general term that people are using is a uh a different coin that's uh, working off of the Ethereum uh blockchain. Okay. Okay, this is going to take too long, so I'm going to decide I'm not going to do it. Wow. Um, anyways, there's a platform that people are making um, all coins off of, and it's basically the worth of your coin is dependent on your social currency. So basically meaning uh, how popular you are or how much like you know people like you. So this is entirely dependent on how much your fans enjoy you. And wow. What I really despise about it all is just the fact that a lot of these, like, big artists that, like, I know for a fact have, like, money. Like, they're making, like, residuals off of, like, you know, streaming, which, like, sure, might not be a lot. Um, They're getting money 
but they're still going out of their way to take advantage of their fan bases in order to get a quick buck. Mm-hmm. Because the major issue with these altcoins is the fact that they're they're all like basically pump and dump scams. Because, um, you know, artists will say... Nobody sits down and makes a good, like, actual system for it. I mean, it's not even the system thing. It's just, okay, hey guys... I just made this altcoin. It's going to be the future. It's going to go to the moon. Well, yeah, but like, you know, if you truly want a coin to last, you're going to do something like... But they don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, mm-hmm. it's... They're not putting anything into it. Of so course, like, because it... How is it going to be valued? It's a pump and dump. Yeah. Get in quick, get out quicker. Because, like, Ethereum is, like... Going the extra mile. I shouldn't say extra mile. They're doing what they uh-huh. need to do to like keep it relevant, mm-hmm. and they're like completely changing up like how. They're I don't know I don't know enough of a blockchain well, to talk about. Okay, it, the the thing there is like that's an actual investment. That's an actual like coin that has value that people are using for things. Because mm-hmm. um. The entire NFT uh, blockchain, it, the NFTs are on the Ethereum blockchain. Yep. That's where they gain their value. Um, it's only traded with Ethereum, bought with Ethereum, so on and so forth. And there's value there. There's no value in these altcoins that the celebrities are making. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know another relevant figure was... Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, who's the one uh, streamer guy? Uh, Aiden Ross. Aiden Ross. No clue who that is. You know what? I, well, Absolutely no. Terrible. Clue. Not in the know. Mm, nope. Anyways, Aiden Ross. Since you don't know, I'm sure they know. Yeah. Is um. You guys are smarter than me. Uh, really a big streamer. Like he's been like getting like really big with like uh celebrities. He's like known for inviting like rappers onto his like streams okay. um he's had people like um tory lanes he's had uh yo Gotti. he's had um i think uh who made rap star oh my god you're terrible um i don't even recall the song terrible <laughs> Absolutely terrible. How's it go? Hum it for me. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Anyways, uh, he's, he's done a lot of work with like uh, big people. Mm-hmm. And he made an altcoin, was a pump and dump scam, said, hey, guys, made this like coin, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be big. Put money into it. People money into it. Sells all of his investment in it. Gains a profit. Coin goes down. Yeah. We see the story like over and over again. And I just... I think it's like really disrespectful to these people that have already been supporting you in your career. Yeah. And you basically just like backhand them and uh, smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think it's disrespectful to the OG altcoin. <laughs> and what's the OG altcoin? Dogecoin, baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Dogecoin to the moon. Is, Do- is Dogecoin still going up? Yes, sir. Yeah? It hasn't gone back like down then? 60 bucks in the last five days. Really? Yeah. You kept your money in it? Hell yeah. So you've made... To the moon. Diamond hands. <laughs> so you've made 140 total then? No. I, I haven't kept it since like... I recently bought it again. Oh, you bought it again? Yeah. Because mm. like I bought it way back in the day when it was like, you know... So you sold it when you made $80? No. Because like, that's the last time you told me about it. You told me that you came up $80. Yeah. And you're telling me now you came up another $60. When did I tell you this? You, we, me and like um, Mishka were talking about it. Wasn't that a week ago? Maybe. But I know for a fact you said you came up $80. Oh. Well... Was that a lie? It probably went down to 20 bucks, and now I'm up <laughs> $60, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but either way, I'm holding on to it. I, I like it. I, th- I think it's like... I don't know. I, I don't really have any faith in it, but like, mm-hmm. 
There's some part of <laughs> no me that... No one does. There's some part of me that, like, truly just enjoys the fact that it exists. Uh, I mean, I I guess, like, the, the people who made it literally made it as a joke. Yeah. And now it's, like, kind of worth something. Mm-hmm. But, but I think... I think because of the fact that, like... These digital coins are getting so much traction recently Mm -hmm. people do tend to like stick to either the well-known or like the historically like talked about ones Mm -hmm. and dogecoin just is up there Mm -hmm. i mean yeah everybody knows about it and it stays relevant yeah but like tesla is meme culture if you think about it Elon Musk makes Tesla meme culture. Did you but see his fucking robot launch? <laughs> Did you see his robot launch? No, I haven't seen it. He launched um a humanoid android. Okay. You haven't you haven't heard anything about this. Elaborate on this. It is literally just android, human shapes, black um screen for face. Uh-huh. That's it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read the pre, uh, pre buys yet? Uh no, I don't care that much. Mm. It's literally because it's just it's probably sold out already. I look, I don't care. It's like it's probably gonna be lame anyways. Because I know I I watched, sold like, out though. Whatever. Have you um, seen the tequila that fucking Tesla made? They made tequila recently. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't recent. It was like I don't know, a couple of years ago. But that shit sold out so fast. I mean, look, uh, Elon is very good at selling himself. I'm pretty sure, like, a bottle of that tequila is going for, like, five grand right now. I don't doubt it. I mean, because I'm sure it was, like, a limited release. Like, maybe they only made, like, 300 bottles. Something like that. But, um... I love the shit that he produces. Wow. uh, I don't know. Uh, The Hyperloop was kind of whack. Well, it's it's a terrible idea. Nobody should do it. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't um, produce it yet, so like, you know, I love did. the shit that he He, he pre- already has some shit under um Los Angeles. Is he using it? Uh yeah. I don't think it's like available to the public Who's yet. Who's using like, it? The fucking Secret Service? I don't know. It's supposed <laughs> to be the underground highway, but like it's t- like the initial concepts that they had digressed so much that it's literally just a hole that your car slowly drives through your tesla drives through yeah it's, it's terrible yeah it's pretty bad. make a train um literally yeah. hold more people mm-hmm. it will just it yeah. is better yeah put some tracks objectively mm-hmm. got a train running high-speed train yeah tesla's probably inve- well trains are already electric mm. yeah invest in his own trains then i don't know make trains better America would hate him if he did that. If he made trains better, if he made public transportation better. Yes. Probably, considering how terrible America's transportation is. But um Dude, anyways, no, think of how much money American like car manufacturers make off of cars being a thing. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. And they like they could like make a like a government contract with the US that would like make it worthwhile for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we have gone far too off topic yes. from our initial... On today's episode of Money Moves. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, Money Moves for this week. So we're kind of uh, done for today. Uh, I think we might honestly run out of battery soon. Uh, let's see. I'm I need to upgrade cameras. Confident. So we are running on an hour and five minutes now. I think that's a pretty good time to cut it for today. So, yeah, thanks for sticking with us today. I hope it was a little better than our first episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope you guys notice a bit of growth from us. But, uh, yeah, we will see Thanks for tuning in. You can go hit the like and subscribe button down. (laughs) Go on. Growth. You know, growth. (laughs) This is is the type of audience that we're looking for. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So... Yeah, like, like and subscribe because that's a thing. Uh, apparently, yeah, wait, is this actually going on YouTube? Yeah, it will be eventually. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs>
Got this. Like and subscribe because apparently that's a thing that you have to say. Otherwise, people won't like and subscribe. You fucks have to be told what to do. So and hit the bell notification as well. Yeah, of course. So you, so can you be... know exactly when we post. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. It's terrible. Why was it terrible? No, no, no. Everything that I make is terrible. Oh, my fucking God.